0: Over thirty years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have
1: things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the house. Come on in, y'all. We're having a little bit of fun here this morning. Taking the edge off your week. You may have you may have been asleep going to bed Friday night maybe with a little bit more of a knot in your stomach or a twist in your brain well that's why you tune into Rosie on the house Saturday mornings to unknot and untwist relax and put a smile on your face put a sparkle in your eye that's what we do here at Rosie
2: on the house 10 o'clock hour the open home hours whatever you want to talk about your home castle or cabin Lines are open, texts are open, emails are open. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. If you don't already have that programmed into your phone, it's one triple eight Rosie for you. Text is four one one nine two three during the broadcast only. And then email at info at And I'm kind of scared about this hour a little bit.
1: Because we're gonna talk about electricity. And uh, You folks, should be scared. Yeah. Folks, uh, I've told you this before, but when I, I have a red toolbox in my garage that's for electrical work, and when I get it out, Jennifer loads up the dogs, the kids, the goldfish, gets in the car, and just waits for me at the emergency room. <laughs> She's proactive. <laughs> She's very proactive. She doesn't want to be anywhere around, I'll tell you that. So it, it when we go out on the topic of electricity... Uh, I'm walking on thin ice, so I always bring in great experts. And we're going to have Randy from Fox Valley Electric in a little bit later talking about GFCIs. But one of the questions that we're getting all week long at the office, and it's just another part of the hysteria that's attending to our current events So we brought in someone from APS. We've had him on before. Repeat guest. He is the czar of power distribution. If you're getting electricity at your house, this is the man that's getting it done for you with his team at APS. Now, Mr. Jacob Tetlow, I'm getting barraged. With inquiries through virtually every media that exists, if we're all staying home with our kids and our pets and it turns hot and we've got to turn the air conditioning on, is there any way possible APS can meet that demand? Listeners, let me introduce you Mr. Jacob Tetlow.
0: All right, Rosie, thank you. Uh, Jacob, i a little pleased and honored to have the opportunity to be again on your show. And uh, let me just start off by passing on my sincere uh, uh, sympathy to those that are being impacted right now, both health-wise and financially. Uh, it's great to hear your discussion around the uh, safety you take around electricity, because we've talked <laughs> about that in the past, just how important that really is. Uh, but I do want the listeners uh, on your show today to know that APS and, and the 6,200 employees that are part of this community working hard to make sure that the the power keeps flowing and your lights stay on. And when this summer comes, your air conditioners are going to work as well. So happy to talk through some of those details with you.
1: How how do you adjust the throttle and the clutch on this supply system to, to know y'all going to have enough, What's gonna, is there any offset from schools and offices being shuttered?
0: Yeah, so we've seen a small drop in consumption on the commercial and industrial side, as you might expect, um, and, and maybe a small uptick on the residential side. Uh, but for us, you know, the system is, is operating normal. Uh, it's stable, and we have plenty of capacity to serve the load today. And we're continuing to take the, the measures necessary to prepare for our summer because, you know, in summertime, when it gets to 117 degrees, that does put a little bit of strain on the system because that's that's a high load time. And uh, we spend our springtime preparing for summer, and this spring is no exception to any other spring. And the good part, Rosie, is we've been doing this now for about 133 years in the state of Arizona, so we got a little bit of practice here at APS.
1: Well. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, the tour we got at Palo Verde Nuclear Power Plant was one of the most awe-inspiring tours of technology I've ever personally experienced.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty impressive facility. Being, you know, the largest nuclear plant in the United States, uh, it's quite impressive.
2: And, and the only one not built on a body of water.
0: That's right. We're really proud of the fact that, as a matter of fact, we use recycled water. So we take the, uh, the used effluent from the city of Phoenix, and uh, we give it another opportunity to provide value. And so we clean it up, and uh, we run our nuclear plant. And that's all carbon-free, too.
1: Well, uh, as I saw these anxieties surfacing, I thought, uh, it, it, I had no concern whatsoever in this arena And so I thought, well, I know who to reach out to and uh, have them visit with our listeners statewide to try and calm any anxiety they have. Find something else to worry about. Jacob's got you covered. That's the message, right?
0: That is the message. And maybe just go a little bit of detail there. (laughs) We we at uh, APS, we've shut down all the visitors, which, you know, we're limiting our exposure much like the rest of the community is. Uh, we've identified all of our business critical, uh, workers. We have a lot of employees working remotely. One of the good things that we do at APS and and all major utilities do, but we put together emergency plans. We have business continuity. We have a defined pandemic plan. So we pull those plans out. We test those plans And, and I've been APS for over 20 years now. And, uh, you know, I've been through lots of exercises to make sure we have good business uh, continuity plans. And so that plan has been pulled out and, and we're exercising it. We've, we've uh, broken up our control rooms so that we have less exposure and less risk. We've identified critical uh, people and we've uh, put protocols in place around uh, hygiene, social distancing, working with the, with the CDC and, and the local protocols. And we feel like we have a very robust, uh, resilient plan that puts us in a place where really, to your point, Rosie, everybody should sleep well at night knowing that the power is going to keep flowing.
2: In the last two years, we've done a number of infrastructure tours. We've, We've visited Palo Verde. We got the helicopter tour, the CAP system. We got the reclamation water treatment tours. And the one thing all of these have in common is the number of redundancies and backups to the backups to the backups that would keep it running. If uh, <clears throat> if we if our, our supply, current supply of you know water or of electricity. I mean, they've, there's generators that would kick on and run Palo Verde. Um it, it's it's pretty incredible to see you yes, know I mean is. there's warehouses just filled with tools and equipment for backups that just sit there collecting dust <laughs> should we ever need to pull them out and use them i mean it's it's incredible our infrastructure uh for the state of Arizona is And it's because it had to be smartly done because we are in the middle of a desert. We are a long way from things. it had to be smart. And it is, it's very impressive. Yeah. We take a
0: lot of pride in in the layers of of defense and depth we have in our system, the degree of redundancy, the backup equipment. And, and, you know, it's an essential service. This community's uh, uh, reliance on reliable power. And we recognize that responsibility. We take it very seriously. And we have a lot of infrastructure in place to ensure that. You know, we maintain uh we always say top quartile reliability, but we're very good at keeping the lights on. Um we're proud of that and we make sure we got lots of backup systems to ensure that happens.
2: Even the location of the of Palo Verde was picked specifically because it has the least seismic activity in the entire state <laughs> in that location. <laughs> well That's right. That's
1: well, right. Well, Mr. Tetlow, I can't thank you enough. I know you're busy enough during the week, but taking time out on your family weekend to help calm the anxieties of the Arizona homeowners, I I want you to know I personally appreciate it, and I know our listeners do as well. Thanks for doing the great job you all do.
0: Hey, Rosie, thank you for the opportunity. And just a quick reminder, you know, for all the listeners, the the APS uh, community of 6,200 employees we are part of the community. We, we live amongst the community and our employees take their their jobs as seriously as any police officer or fireman when it comes to the, the importance of the job and the role we play. And, and frankly, we take a lot of pride in that. And so people should rest assured knowing that their hometown local utility is here to serve and we will make sure the power keeps flowing.
2: So nobody liked my music selection s- suggestion. What was it? Joe Diffie. <laughs> Welcome to Earth, third rock from the sun. Okay. <laughs> Taking request. All right. <laughs> when you're spinning around, things come undone. Let's start with Bob at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. How may we help you? Yeah, good morning. Okay, I have a question about uh, permits. I have a house
0: where see, uh, the homeowner, I'm pretty sure, put in some projects around the house. I need to know where I can go and find out if they got a permit for each of the projects.
1: Just just go to the building department of the city you're in, and they'll have it all on record.
2: You can actually do it online and, as well. And if there's no record, then there was no permit. Right. Okay. And, now,
0: I just uh, I go to the building department for Phoenix, and uh, I look for uh, residential permits granted, or how do I do that?
1: Yeah, you can just uh, plug it, plug in the address, and it
2: will tell you what what permits have ever been pulled at that particular address. And it might be okay. parsed by parcel number too. Um, okay. That's the way Maricopa County is set up. The county, so for sure. I, I don't know okay. if, if city is, but know your address, know your parcel number, and they're not always that the most intuitive. To figure it out online but once you've fumbled your way through it once it i mean there's just so much information that the city and the county tries to put and have online and you know all their services they put there so navigating right specifically to where you you need to get to takes a little while because there are just so many layers
0: okay all right my second question and my last one i promise um, I'm thinking about putting in some LED lights and replacing a homemade light fixture which is fluorescent in my kitchen uh, What kind of codes do I have for the LED lights that mount to the j boxes, not the ones that have the cans and the separate bulbs in them? you have any idea on that?
1: well, you know what you would we we would need to see the fixture um, and And I'm not going to be able to answer that question. You need to talk to our experts at Fox Valley Electric uh, or get in touch with us at the Rosie Wright Remodeling and visit with one of our superintendents as to what they're currently installing. Uh, I can tell you this, that we are using an LED light right now that's no more than three-quarters of an inch thick. It fits in the sheetrock. So we're putting them a lot down those hallways, where the air conditioning duct work is in there, and there's no room for a can.
2: Mm-hmm. The lights are only about as thick as the sheet rock. So it's like you're putting a and a, it's a, a thin LED TV off. <laughs> and, and I
1: mean, it's a LED light, and it looks and it looks great. But as far as what permits are going to be required to install which particular fixture, Bob, maybe maybe that's just a trip down to the building permit department. Uh, take pictures of what you want to do with a little sketch while you're researching the permit process that has or hasn't been done at your home. You can get all the answers you need in regards to that as well. All right, let's see if we can jump down to Julie. We've got Julie, Darlene, and Matt. Let's see how many we can jump through. Julie, real quick.
3: Hi, Rosie. I wanted to see if um, you guys had any
0: buddy you could recommend for me. I have some French doors that I think were hung improperly. They don't close correctly and you can feel a draft coming through. I've had a couple handymen look at it and say they thought it might the whole door might have to be replaced or doors rehung or replaced. And I'm ready before I before I jump in, I'm ready to have you guys an expert do the job, so
1: Okay, well, we can, we can certainly send uh, one of our trim carpenters out to take a look at it. What you might want to do, Julie, so we can have an idea of what we're coming out to. Right now, we're doing a lot of estimates at Rosie Wright Remodeling by cell phone photographs and Internet. If you'll just uh, take some pictures of it inside and outside, show me what the problems are, email it to info at rosieonthehouse.com put today's date in it and put Julie's doors then I'll get in Monday I'll scroll through the hundreds of emails that we get over the weekend I'll find yours and we'll reach out uh in uh, back in touch with you kind of from that point I'll kind of be able to assess what might be the problem and we don't have to come out and look at it and then go back to the office and put an estimate together
2: and then send a trim carpenter out with what we think he needs we can probably all get it done And depending on the age of the home, if it's an older one, more than five or so years, you know, step back and look and make sure you don't see any signs of settling that may have pulled those doors apart because there's still things you can do carpentry-wise to push that back together. But if the house is settling, it's just going to pull that work apart over the next year or two as it moves. So take a step back, look around your windows and doors, see if there's any uh, vertical... Uh, spiral cracks spider cracks and take a picture of those as well
1: and and we get into those kind of questions when 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 people that want outside work done right now uh, and we can't get out to every one of them to estimate they're just sending me pictures I call them and I talk to them on the phone and I say well look for this and look for that and what can you measure this for me and measure that for me and we basically put an estimate together right there over the phone uh, both looking at our computer screens. It's working out very, very well. So, Julie, that's that's what we'll try and do for you. Now, we're talking about electric, and I told y'all when I talk electric, I'm on thin ice. It's the one trade I know the least about. But we are bringing in Randy Cole from Fox Valley Electric in this next segment to talk to y'all about this is a great time. We've got all this extra time in our home right now. This is a great time to get the electric system at your home checked. And they are offering for Rosie on the House listeners only a home electrical inspection regularly valued at $125. They're doing it now, this week only, for $60. They'll check everything. And we're going to bring Randy in in the next segment and just talk through all that that inspection requires. And we're gonna be talking about the importance of making sure your GFIs are working and making sure you haven't overloaded your receptacles with extension cords. Uh uh
4: everyone and search, home and plugged in. protecting <laughs> strips.
2: Right. Well yeah, everybody's home and plugged in right now. That's right. It's our weekly home maintenance to do if you have your Rosie on the house homeowner handbook. You can get it free by just sending us an email at inputrosieonthehouse.com and let us know the address you'd like it mailed to. And we cover our weekly to-do. This one is Test Your Ground Fault Outlets. And you can schedule those, maintain those, keep up with those by downloading the app, rosieonthehouse.com app and It'll help you keep and track and maintain your home. So if we do one to-do every single week, we keep up with our home maintenance and we'll cover our weekly homeowner how-to next, as long as Darlene, Matt, and an open line for you and Eric at 1-888-767-4348. Uh,
1: welcome back, y'all, and as promised, we're going to do a little walk through your home here. So even if you're driving in the car listening to us on the car radio, be thinking about the walk through your home. And if you're home... Turn the radio up so you can hear it all the way through the house. And join me and Randy from Fox Valley Electric. Randy, thanks for coming and joining us this morning. Thank you. Yeah. So a lot of people home right now. Uh, home a little bit more than they anticipated. Uh, maybe with a few more guests than they anticipated, like the kids. <laughs> uh, let's take a walk through the electrical system of the house. What would be some of the things you, as a trained electrician, would want homeowners to know about their electrical system?
4: Well, uh, first of all, I think you'd want to make sure that you have enough outlets going on for all the extra activities that you have. You Maybe have PlayStations, computers, different things, cords going everywhere. The um, NEC doesn't like to see extension cords and use the place of permanent wiring, so you'd want enough outlets there so you don't have tripping hazards or or cords plugged into now, each other?
1: Now, check my electrical know-how, because electric is one of the things when Jennifer—I have a red toolbox, and that's my electric toolbox. There's not very much in it, but that's my electric—when Jennifer sees me get my red toolbox out, she gets the goldfish, the cat, the dog, and gets in the car and leaves. Uh, uh, one of the things I know is the overabundant use of extension cords at workstations, entertainment stations— and one of the guys uh, told me, you know, those cords, people, if they, if they like a little order, they coil them up. Hmm. And, and you're actually complicating the problem there in actually magnifying the amount of heat.
4: That's right. That's right. And electricity, the real danger a lot of times with heat is, is that's what causes fires. And every time you have another extension cord, you have another connection. You know, sometimes they're loose. That cause arcing and, and fire hazards and things like that. Not to mention the overall tripping hazards involved.
1: And and I don't even want to go behind entertainment centers where they've got a surge protection strip plugged into a surge protection strip. Right. Plugged into a surge. It's so right. one one duplex outlet it has eleven components plugged into it.
4: I think we've all been guilty of that.
1: <laughs> but it but it does. It, it, it is a safety concern.
4: It is, for sure. And and that's one of the leading causes of fires with those kind of things. The other problem with extension cords is a lot of the ones that we buy at the hardware store, or sometimes or Walmart or wherever, are 16 to 18 gauge. They're rather small. Uh, some people don't see the difference. Right, right. But they're not going to handle the same ampacity. As what you expect out of that circuit breaker that's feeding the circuit.
1: Think of a wire as a pipe. The bigger the pipe, the more water it can handle. That's right. The the smaller the pipe, the less water it can handle. And those small gauge uh, retail three ninety nine extension cords right. are almost just braids of hair. That's right. You know, uh, and that's where you refer the sixteen eighteen gauge. That's a very very small gauge wire. Mm-hmm. That's right. Won't carry the electricity. As it's trying to it heats up you coil it complicates the issue it That's heats right. up even faster so be careful about extension cords now if i am crowded behind my entertainment center randy what would an electrician do are you gonna have to make a whole new home run circuit back to the panel or will you be able to accommodate me with what power there
4: it really depends on, on what you're doing. So the first thing that our technician is going to do is ask you what you're doing if he can't see for himself. If you've got a space heater plugged in or maybe you've brought in a spare coffee pot or, or a maybe a heat plate or something like that, then you might need another circuit in there. If not, then maybe he can just put some additional circuits or receptacles on that same circuit, which would be less expensive, less time-consuming for him. And and much safer much for safer. the homeowner. That's right.
1: Now... While everybody's home, I wouldn't. We, we try and think of things that they can do with the kids. Now, I would not have you do this with the kids, but all the homes are, most of the homes, the newer homes, uh, built since the 70s, have a GFI. Explain what a GFI
4: is. Well, it's a ground fault interrupter. That's uh, what a GFI is. A GFCI is a ground fault circuit interrupter. And basically, it's, it's made for personal protection. That's why you see them in the bathrooms, around water, outside, garages, things like that, uh, wherever there's moisture present. So a GFI will detect the amount of different differential in the electricity. So what's going out on, let's say, the, the hot wire and what's coming back in on the common wire to complete that circuit, if there's a difference between the two, it measures those against each other, then it trips. So that you don't become the conductor. That's correct. That's correct.
1: <laughs> With that faulty appliance in your hand, now the, the, the charge is looking to find to go to ground. And right. if it just happens to find you, we call that shock, That's electrocution.
4: Right. And a GFI would, would measure the difference between the two. So they're, they're generally, I, I want to say, but like 0.005 milliamps. They're very, very sensitive. So if that electricity goes anywhere other than the return path that's when it trips.
1: All right. Now, these GFCI's have reset buttons on them. They don't last forever. Correct. Shouldn't people take this extra time at home and go ahead and find their GFCI's and check them?
4: They should check them. They should test them regularly. Um, they Pretty simple. They wear out. They should be replaced from time to time.
1: And all you do is press the red reset the the red test button mm-hmm. and you should see the reset button pop out. And when you do, just pop it back in and you're good to go. Correct. All right. Well, take the time to take a look at your... And and as long as you're doing an electrical check, I can't encourage you enough, particularly if your battery operated on your CO2 or smoke detectors, go ahead and replace your batteries, date them, let them know. know, Remind yourself when you've put them in. Uh, Fox Valley Electric, one of our newest Rosie Certified partners. We really appreciate the new partnership and... Uh, you're out there uh, with service trucks servicing the Metro Phoenix area?
4: That's correct, yes.
1: And how would people get a hold of you?
4: Then call us at 623-587-7370. They can find us on Facebook or our website, which is foxvalleyelec.com. And
1: you'll do a whole house checkover.
4: Yes, yes, we do. In fact, uh, we're going to be running a special for sa- electrical safety inspections, if anybody's interested they're normally $125, but for your listeners, it's uh, $60 if they book within the week. And they would book at what phone number? 623-587-7370.
2: Randy Cole of Fox Valley Electric. Randy, thanks a million for joining us today. Thank you. And you can complete that to-do at your home, on your home maintenance app. Download it at rosieonthehouse.com slash app. Keep up with your weekly maintenance. Weekly to dos, and a lot of people are catching up on their weekly to dos around their home. We know you're home. I drove through Sky Harbor just out of curiosity on the way to an appointment Thursday. I know they you're don't, not supposed to do that. They don't like you to drive <laughs> through that. But I'm like, what are they going to? You're going to write me a ticket for driving through? So, the parking lot is empty. There is two cars in the pickup lane and one person there on a cell phone that looked like a returning college student. So everyone's home. We're getting stuff done, and we've got the lines loaded at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight that's one triple eight rosie for you and you know one of the great
1: things we do here at rosie on the house to keep putting a smile on your face is we bring our partners in here as experts in any particular arena and like randy he's offering to cut the home inspection price in half for just rosie on the house listeners so those of you that take advantage of that just got paid 60 bucks we listening to Rosie on the House. So give Fox Valley Electric a call for a home electrical inspection, regularly valued at $125 for $60. It'll ensure the GFI outlets are in proper locations and functioning. Inspect the following uh, breakers, panel termination, proper grounding, broken and loose conduits. Inspect for updated panel schedule. All for 60 bucks you have to book this week at fox valley electric Poor darlene's been on a whole long time i think if we bring her on she thinks she's gonna be mad at us
3: no <laughs> <laughs>
1: bless your heart thank you for being so patient
3: heavens what else do I have to do <laughs> uh, uh, I'm looking for some information I feel like I need an engineering degree in buying a toilet but uh, when you go online and you look at all the different toilets and all the different flush mechanisms and all the different reviews I'm at a loss and I just kind of shut it down so can you give me some information on what I should look for in the different flushing mechanisms the uh, the, the brands that are recommended um, um, j- j- just general just, information. There's, there's
2: hardly a more personal question you can ask me. <laughs> Is there... Well, it wasn't about toilet paper. <laughs> Is there a price uh, cap we're looking at? Cause...
3: Well, I don't need the Queen's heated seats. So <laughs> <laughs> Now,
1: That's... you say that, Darlene, but when you get them, they're really hard
2: to live without.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll live without. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. There's... So, um,
2: it just starts jumping when you get to new technologies. You can get a standard uh single flush one point six gallon toy <laughs> for, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Even less than that. You wanna add a bidet, you know, jumps a couple hundred bucks. You and there is a, a there is a run on bidets right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you or, want
0: or a bidet attachment to yeah, the existing toilet. That's
2: right. You want to add electrical for heating and, and hands free operation like lift the toilet close the toilet mechanically that jumps again so it really is just what's your price point and um and, t- and, and, and then brands american standards still a, a great brand yeah. um kohler, kohler is yeah. a great american brand
1: and i I'll tell you darlene i couldn't agree with romey more uh, we generally try and stick with american brands american standard and kohler but I'll tell you what, there is isn't a, a plumber on the planet that wouldn't tell you Toto is a good product.
2: And they've got a manufacturing That's what plant I'm hearing. Yeah. in, in yeah. America.
1: Now, I tell you, Georgia. yeah, they, they do have a manufacturer. But here's what I'm going to do for Darlene. I kept telling everybody what we do with our listeners and that you make money listening to Roselle House. We've got Darlene's phone number. Darlene, we have an account. Our remodeling company has an account at every plumbing wholesale house in the valley we're going to let you go buy the toilet of your choice at my contractor's cost uh, just for being a loyal listener of the show
3: oh i've been a loyal listener since you were mark and rosie
1: oh wow <laughs> all right well we're we're, yeah, okay. we're going to be in touch with you and we'll get you in touch with some of our favorite wholesale salespeople, and you can talk to the real pros uh and and maybe that will help guide you a little bit better when you make your selection we'll give you a purchase order number and you just go buy it on on our account and it'll, you'll just pay COD on it.
2: Darlene, do you remember their nicknames for each other?
3: Uh, no, I don't, but I remember having some many fun conversations and jokes offline with both you and, and Mark. So, yeah, yes. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> back back in the 90s, Mark Salem is a mechanic and Rosie and Mark did this out broadcast together and for a a period of time, and they would call each other Hammerhead and (laughs) Motormouth. That was the... Little little Rosie on the House radio broadcast trivia for you there.
1: That's when we weren't trying to insult each other. We called each other
2: a lot of
4: things.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Let's try and squeeze in one more quick door question before next break. Matt, welcome to the program.
5: Hey, Rosie Romy. Great talking to you guys, as always. And I just want to thank you. In the last two hours, I listened to you guys, and I've also gotten the entire exterior of my workshop painted so harder right. and product, more productive because of you. So All right. You. Awesome,
1: awesome. There's a, there's a multitasker for you. How can we help you today? <laughs> so,
5: so I've got a question about my sliding door. I've got a sliding patio door um, that has a couple of rough spots, and it's not the rollers. It's the actual rail that the rollers ride on. Um, that's starting to get a little warped, uh, and I know that's part of the frame. Is there a way to repair that or something to do aside from replacing the entire frame of the sliding door? Uh,
1: Matt, how old is the sliding door?
5: Uh, I believe I, I don't know. Um, we've been in the house for uh, seven years. Um, I know it was added on the house we built in 86 or 87 okay All um right. but i know it was an add-on so
1: oh it was okay um we, is it a is it a six-o door six foot wide yes it is um well here's just another advantage of listening to rose on house listen we just took out a pella impervia six foot wide sliding patio door mm. that will slip <laughs> out you the unit you got now will slip out and this will slip right back in You can come by the warehouse And just pick it up And take it uh, It's Pella Impervia We took it out of a woman's home in Mesa And I t- it's like brand new And she just wanted the space incorporated It was. It went out to a little atrium And we turned the atrium into a pantry unit off her kitchen
4: Cause and effect of everything Chaos makes perfect sense when you're spinning round things coming down. Welcome to Earth, third the rock from the sun.
2: Here it is.
3: <laughs> the kid a gas
2: car starts to swerve. Welcome back to our final segment here at Rosie on the house. And we the phones have been busy the whole time and we're getting projects done around their home castler cabin that uh, have been put off but now uh with the everyone spending more time at home during this time getting getting some things done um it's more downtime because it was unplanned right
1: so <laughs> so your eyes are busier seeing the
2: unfinished drywall repair
1: <laughs> i got the crack on the baseboard
2: <laughs> i've got a few planned for this weekend myself and oh. uh and the a time of panic facts are friends and the fact is just like Willie Nelson sang about I woke up still not dead today and I got to get some stuff done <laughs> on my home Castler cabin this will be a time that a lot of unscrupulous people will be looking to take advantage um based off of fear don't let that happen don't fall into that category don't spend money where you don't need to and uh and don't panic it's got uh we've got a great resource at rosyonthehouse.com Uh, A category called emergency preparedness and we've got it broken down into 12 different uh, categories that you can uh, you can do we've got everybody told us you don't need to do that (laughs) you don't need to do that no because and and now when you are trying to get prepared it's too late because everyone's trying to do it at the same (laughs) time and there's a shortage of material but we've got it broken down into water supply food supply uh, cooking without power uh, supply uh, a, alternate power supply. But, I, I mean, those you've got, uh, if, if you're on the power grid, as long that's as you can last pay of the your bill. That's Yeah, and, that's right. And even Doocy said they weren't going to shut you off right, if, you, right. if you sub if you, if you pushed <clears throat> off that payment. But then we've got a uh, first aid category, emergency lighting, basic must-have carry items for walking around, uh, an entertainment category, stuff to do with the fit kids and keep your mind exercised and sharp, uh, Training and planning a vehicle kit. Most of us, the, if we're not on the road, this one is probably the least important right now. But guys that are still traveling like me, I've got a hike home kit. If my truck breaks down and I can't get it towed or taken care of or whatever the case may be, I got a I got a hike home kit. I'm getting home. I leave the truck. I'll come back for it later. Uh, if you've got infants, you know that's a completely different category all by itself. And then just having stuff on hand that. It will last forever. That you could always use to to help trade, barter, and uh, help, and, and supply help th- with. Help you think through it instead of panic through it. And then if you're prepared, if a situation happens, you, you know, you're not panic trying to to. to you you become plan. the
1: calm that's contagious through your neighborhood, through your family, uh, and through your work environment, and. We are, we're, everybody's so scared of how contagious this thing is. Just remember, calm is contagious. Be prepared. Be that calm. Be that calm.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he, he he
2: he he's more surprised than anybody. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, the Wall Street Journal's mansion section yesterday had an article about a place called Vivus X Point, and it's 575 cement fortress, fortresses. You can pick up one for 35000 plus a 1000 annual for ground rental. And it's a place in South Dakota. The, the nearest town I'd heard of was Rapid City, and that was 100 miles away. And it was interesting looking. I mean, they did a very nice job. Uh, They've got these individual compounds and then community centers where you can go shop, grow, hydroponics, uh, library, swimming, climate. And this is all underground. In
1: that environment, they're asking you to live like ants. I'm going to go with uh, Solari's
2: idea of (laughs) going up. Up. (laughs) I'd much rather go up than go underground. Well, and the thing about going underground in this time of... You know, with the virus, it can get there just as oh, easy. Yeah, One absolutely. person gets it and goes in this bunker and then it'd Kaboom. be that much easier to spread it. So yes, you would want to be up in the clean sun and the air and the fresh air and the wind and the breeze. Well, I hope and I pray
1: that we did something to put a smile on your face in the last three hours. We do our best to become your best friend. We do that by protecting you informing you, and hopefully entertaining you. Y'all have a great week. God bless.